Is there something wrong? Warning. Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com. Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, on Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist, on Twitter, at Coach Jan Shaw, on to Social Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is the 30th of December, 2023, and the title of today's show is... What do you believe? Preparations for a new age. Julian Assange is coming to America. So I hope, first of all, that you had a happy Christmas if you celebrate it. I know I had a lovely time, my first Christmas with family for many years, actually, since before I went to the U.S., and I had a lovely day yesterday with my daughter and her family, which was um, a real milestone as I hadn't met my grandchildren until yesterday or my daughter's husband. And it was a wonderful time I had. So I hope you had an equally wonderful time with your family or friends or however you celebrated. And as we're nearing the new year, I'd like to wish you all a very happy, successful and prosperous new year. And I believe we're going to have a very eventful 2024. So I want to start off with what do you believe? And this is really fundamental to everything that I uh, share, or at least the perspective I share with the news that I report on. And the, the principle of this is that belief is the fuel that powers manifestation. And obviously, I'm sharing in a lot of news something that could be interpreted as negative. And I talk about the power of neutrality and how nothing has meaning until we assign an interpretation to it. And so we always have the choice of remaining neutral, choosing a positive perspective, or choosing a negative perspective. And what you need to understand, and I may well be preaching to the choir here, is that whatever you choose is actually feeding energy into that interpretation. So if you are neutral about something, as the detached observer, which I talked about last week, then you're not feeding any energy into what you're observing. If you are choosing a negative perspective, you're actually feeding negative energy and therefore feeding the potential negative outcome that you're interpreting as the possibility. If you choose a positive perspective, then you're feeding energy into 
the manifestation of a positive outcome. And, and this is really important because I want you to remember that whenever you listen to this show and are in a position to interpret what I'm sharing in your own way, we all have that power. So if you believe that the dark side is winning, you're giving power to their victory. And vice versa, if you believe that good is triumphing over evil, you're supporting the manifestation of a world free from satanic and demonic control. So again, be very mindful of where your energy is directed. And you have the power to put energy into something or to withhold energy from it. And the more you get used to, you know, your intuition, how you control your own energy, that is where true empowerment comes from because you're completely consciously aware of where your energy is directed, the fact that you can control that, and that you can actually um, influence outcomes as a result of that. And as regular listeners know, the Cosmic Reality radio station is very much about putting out information into the collective consciousness. And we, each of us is part of that collective consciousness. So everything that we think about and how we think about it and the energy that it generates is contributing to that collective consciousness and therefore to the manifestation of the world that we want to see created. So it's really, really important whenever you listen to my show, other shows, read a report, listen to alternative news and hopefully not fake news, um, you have the power to direct your energy towards the outcome that you want and the, not to get wound up in the problem and in effect unconsciously giving energy to the outcome that you don't want. So please recognize the power that you have to influence the world that we live in. You have immense power, and unfortunately, you know, we're not taught that we have that power. In fact, we're taught the opposite, that we are powerless. So use your discernment and intuition to see the evidence of the victory of light over darkness. Your focus on victory will have a significant impact on its manifestation. Ignoring the problems is not the answer. If you do, you are tacitly supporting the dark side. They thrive because of ignorance and passivity, which is in effect unconscious compliance. So really take the bull by the horns, as it were, and really focus on what is the positive perspective that I can see in what I'm being presented with on a daily basis. And then focus your attention, your energy, um, your faith, your belief that that is the outcome that collectively we can manifest. And while I'm explaining this in the context of world affairs, 
This is critical to manifesting what you personally desire to have in your life. And it forms the core of the coaching and teaching that I do. And please look at my website, thesuccessalchemist.net. You'll find a lot of free information about how to implement this in your life if you're not already doing so. So again this week, I'm going to start with Ben Fulford's report, who is sharing some encouraging news that we are winning and that what we're seeing is basically the takedown of the satanic cabal, Illuminati, however you care to label them. And his report, which of course was on Monday, which was Christmas Day, uh, preparations begin for a new Bretton Woods and new age. Merry Christmas. Now that the defeat of the Khazarian Mafia is inevitable, preparations for a new Bretton Woods conference to map a new future for humanity have begun. This means we are now in a sort of interlude between the end of the old system and the start of the new. The implications will be life-changing for all of us. To understand what this will mean for the West, it might be a good time to look at the fall of the Soviet Union. When I visited Russia after the fall of the USSR, one thing I noticed was huge and derelict industrial plants and complexes lying abandoned in the countryside. A system that had been running for 75 years suddenly stopped and the results were far-reaching. Entire industrial ecosystems suddenly had the plug pulled on them. What followed was looting and poverty as KM gangsters jumped into the vacuum that followed the collapse. Then when Christian Russian patriots rallied behind the symbol of Vladimir Putin, living standards doubled within a year. Now a renewed Russia is stronger and more prosperous than at any time under the USSR. The West is now facing a similar situation. Huge industrial and social processes that have been continuing for decades are being or will be stopped in their tracks. If the process is not handled properly, the result will be widespread poverty and social decay. This is already underway as Western, especially U.S. living standards, plummet. Things will get far worse until the victors of the war against the KM plot a new direction for the West. The situation facing the West is even more problematic than the Soviet Union because two viciously fighting factions are both facing defeat. The hardliners who wanted to start World War III and kill 90% of humanity are on their last legs, fighting a final genocidal war in Gaza. The moderates, or carbon causes global warming faction, are facing a collapse of vast industrial plans based on lies. Both factions have run out of money. The genocidal forces are not getting any funds for their wars in Ukraine, Israel and elsewhere. The carbon people are watching market reality crush their central planning for electric cars, wind farms, etc. Electric cars cost more to repair than they cost to build and nobody wants them. The cost of replacing the battery in a 2022 Hyundai Ioniq 5 is over $60,000 
more than the 55000 cost of the new car. Windmills are wearing out and money earned from selling wind power cannot pay for depreciation or repairs. By the 12th year of operation, higher than anticipated turbine failure rates mean costs of deep water wind turbines exceed their government guaranteed prices. This makes it impossible to repay their financing costs. That is probably why Scottish Power admitted 71 of its windmills were hooked up to the fossil fuel supply after a fault developed with their power supply. Boondoggles of this sort are why the carbon people fail to get funding for various climate change, multi-trillion dollar scams at their recent COP28 mega party. The Chinese too are in trouble because their own massive multi-decade industrial plans are running into fundamental roadblocks. The Chinese real estate sector in particular is an elephant that cannot be ignored. Some reports say they may have built 3 billion apartments for 1.4 billion people and yet housing remains unaffordable. It also turns out that moving people into cramped apartments discourages them from having children. So China faces a demographic collapse. Their huge bets on electric cars are also going to be upended when hydrogen technology renders it obsolete. In other words, both China and the West, the rest of the world not so much, need to completely change their long, short and medium term economic plans. That is why high-level meetings are being prepared for March to come up with an alternative future direction for Western and Chinese economics. The victors in the war against the KM are now presenting plans that are astonishing in their scale and ambition. To understand how fundamental the changes will be, consider the basic agreement between Asian and Western secret societies – From now on, our purpose as a species will be to increase the amount and variety of life, including human life. Once the plans on how to accomplish this are worked out, the result will make the Cambrian explosion look like a champagne bubble by comparison. In particular, the ability to manipulate genes will allow us to become immortal and create a virtually infinite variety of new plant and animal species. For example, it is now possible for people to enhance their own genomes with cat genes and become cat-human hybrids. I'm not sure I'm too happy about this uh, prediction. At the same time, the old elite was caught in the act of trying to use gene-altering vaccines to make us genetically subservient sheeple forever. The question we must now answer is just how should we proceed with this newfound power over the shape of life itself. Again, we have a choice. The release of hydrogen technology will make so much energy available that we will all be able to live like billionaires. It also could make the equivalent of hydrogen bombs available to disturb teenagers. Again, how do we proceed? And what he's pointing out here is that technology can be used for good or evil. And we've seen a history of it being used for evil, and now is the opportunity to turn it around to be used for the benefit of humanity and the planet. 
Also, access to secret space program technology like anti-gravity will have bigger implications for the 21st century than air travel had for the 20th century. People will be able to travel almost instantaneously to anywhere on Earth and possibly beyond. At the same time, undesirable people could pop out of virtually nowhere and end up in your backyard. How should we proceed? The implications are so mind-boggling and far-reaching that high-level meetings held under the glare of public scrutiny will be needed to plan our way into this wonderful yet potentially horrific new future. Invitations are being sent out to representatives of major power groupings like the Western Illuminati Council, the Asian Secret Societies, the Russians and others to create replacements or revampments for dysfunctional post-war institutions like the UN, the BIS, the World Bank, the IMF, the International Criminal Court, etc. When this happens, further public announcements will be made. In the meantime, a snapshot of news from around the world in the past week shows a still frame of systems collapse. Syrian President Bashar Assad summarised the overall situation in a rare speech. What intersects between the Syrian war, the war in Palestine, the war on Ukraine, the South China Sea conflict, Venezuela and others, is that all these wars waged by the West, particularly America, and are primarily based on controlling not only the land, but more importantly the narrative, The war is a war of truth, and whoever wins, wins the truth. As he says, it's a battle over the psychological process of deciding what we as a species do in the future. The old guard of the West is losing the battle. Let us start by looking at the KM mass murder faction holdouts carrying on genocide in Gaza. What we see here is the imminent demise of the rogue state of Israel. Some delusional Israelis still think they are going to get away with their latest genocide, with an Israeli firm pitching beachfront real estate in leveled Gaza. The reality is the opposite. The last of the KM will be hunted down in their Israeli hideouts. The latest sign of this is an international trade and shipping embargo against Israel that has resulted in an 85% drop in shipping to that country. We are in possession of munitions and military gear that can sink your warships, submarines and aircraft carriers, Yemen's Major General Mohammed al-Atifi says. The Yemeni armed forces only target ships that are either Israeli-owned or heading towards Israeli ports, he adds. Not only has the Suez Canal been cut off, but now so have the Straits of Gibraltar. An Iranian Revolutionary Guards commander said the Mediterranean Sea could be close to Israel if the United States and its allies continued to commit crimes in Gaza, Iranian media reported on Saturday. This reflects a military defeat. Decades of turning the Pentagon into a giant pig trough has resulted in the U.S. military spending millions shooting down drones and missiles worth in the region of $1,000. The U.S. will run out of million-dollar weapons far sooner than their opponents run out of $1,000 drones. 
The defeat in the Ukraine was also comprehensive. The Russian military reports since February 2022, Kiev has received over 5.2 thousand tanks and armored vehicles, close to 1.5 thousand artillery guns and multiple launch rocket systems. 1.3 thousand anti-aircraft missile complexes, over 23,000 anti-tank missile complexes, over 100 aeroplanes and helicopters, and 23,000 drones. Close to 100,000 Ukrainian military were trained in the West. Besides, Ukraine received over 200 long-range cruise missiles. The result. Modern Russian hardware was rigidly tested in conditions of the special operation and displayed supremacy over similar weapons of NATO countries. The Russian military has changed the general combat tactic and created assault and drone units. The U.S. has also lost the soft power war because they have long since ceased to have any pretense of being the good guys. Jewish supremacists have come to dominate American media, finance, politics, and of course foreign policy. They are committing biblical-scale genocide against the seed of Amalek, i.e., non-Jews, in Ukraine, which has lost more than 14 million people, almost all Slavic Christians, whom Jews view as their traditional enemies since the current war began. Half a million Slavic. Christians on both sides have been killed, says Kevin Barrett. A sign of Christians fighting back came in Poland when the politician Grzegorz Braun doused Hanukkah candlesticks with a fire extinguisher. He was angered by the portrait of Menachem Mendel Schneerson, who said Jews should murder and enslave Goyim in Ukraine and Russia, not to mention the rest of the world. Polish sources explain. And I'd like to interject something here because there was a tweet that was put out. I can't remember who did it. It was part of a thread by Ariel, which included a video explaining the protocols of the Learned Elders of Zion, which is a book that is actually available on Scribe. I've looked it up, which is basically a book that was laying out exactly. What we're seeing play out in the world, so it's really important that we recognise the huge significance of the fact that these Zionists are actually losing. Ben continues. Now it looks like KM slave politician Chancellor Olaf Scholz has been picked up for questioning by the Alliance. Hence this headline. German Chancellor Scholz tests positive for COVID. A visit by new Slovak leader cancelled. Incidentally, Bernie Sanders uh, tweeted that he had tested positive for COVID, and it was a stock tweet that has been used by many well-known elites and celebrities, basically saying, "I've tested positive for COVID." My symptoms are mild. I'm isolating according to the recommendations, and I'm so glad I got all the vaccines, which is a euphemism apparently for them being arrested or having done a, a deal to testify against other cabal members, deep state members. We shall see. Continuing with Ben's article. 
The switch from genocide against Christians in Ukraine to genocide against Muslims in Judea, wrongly labelled Palestine, has only added to the international isolation of US real. A new poll has found that 96% of Saudi nationals believe that Arab countries should cut ties with Israel in response to the war in Gaza. The Chabad death cult will be brought to justice. Of this you can be sure. Today, U.S. domination of the United Nations is denounced by a vast majority of member states. The BRICs are lining up to bring the institution back into line with international law, says French journalist Thierry Maison, reflecting the views of most of the world. As Archbishop Carlo Vigano points out, the WEF threatens the heads of government of the 20 most industrialized countries in the world to carry out the Great Reset. This is a worldwide coup that people must rise up against. All the rulers of the nations have been enslaved or blackmailed by this international mafia. A US politician explains a milder version of this blackmail. This is how it works. Some, whatever you're into, comes up to you they're very attractive and laughing at your jokes. Next thing you know, you're in the hotel room with them naked. You're getting ready to make a key vote and some well-dressed person comes up and whispers in your ear, hey man, there are tapes out on you and you really ought not to be voting for this thing. And somebody shared a scene from Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas where a politician was actually approached in that very same way to make him change his vote. And incidentally, that film is also one where adrenochrome is exposed as well. Fortunately, now that the world's military and intelligence community are aware of the nature of the problem, they are taking action. That is why the list of people who went to Jeffrey Epstein's child torture, murder and subsequent blackmail island are going to be made public. He continues, these are the ones that are going to be thrown under the bus for sure. They are likely to point the finger at people higher in the pyramid during their trials. Mossad sources, by the way, insist Epstein was a good guy who infiltrated the murderous elite in order to get a full list of their names. They also say his death was faked. War crimes trials will show if this was true. And at the time, there was a lot of speculation that this body on the gurney that was um, presented as Epstein didn't match in many ways his features. So there was a lot of suspicion that this was a setup and perhaps he's ended up in witness protection. We'll hopefully find out the truth. We also know the pharmacidial mafia is being taken down hard. Japan has already arrested dozens of top government officials. This came after Japanese scientists found indisputable evidence all COVID variants are man-made and that the subsequent vaccine campaign killed millions of people. Similar moves are taking place in other countries as we have previously reported. The other thing that is going on is a collapse of the stock market-centred US economic model. It is also now widely understood to be a massive casino run by insiders and designed to impoverish the majority. Here are some of the recent results. 62% of US adults live paycheck to paycheck. One of five children do not have enough food to eat. 
Food banks are dealing with record demand and homelessness is growing at the fastest pace ever recorded. Now it turns out that elements of the US government are behind the massive crime wave that the country is experiencing. An ex-gang member claims the government is handing out military-grade guns for free in Chicago slums. The government encourages gun crime to create profits for the medical industry through gun crimes, he says. They are also using the crime they fan as an excuse to issue police brutality bonds, which means Wall Street banks and ultimately politicians get rich off taxpayers. The Chicago government issued $484 million worth of bonds to pay $360 million for settlements and judgments. Most of this money went to the KM either via hospitals and lawyers or via the $120 million in taxpayers' hard-earned money that went to the KM bond issuers. This is probably the work of the P2 Ordo Abcao faction, Order Out of Chaos, that creates disorder in order to justify military intervention in civilian affairs. Speaking about which, we heard from the Q people, who introduce themselves as follows. Q is a United States military intelligence operation. A team of high-ranking persons with Q-level security clearance executing operations that have been planned for many years to expose massive global corruption and conspiracy to the people. Its job is to root out corruption, fraud and human rights violations worldwide. Q will return the Republic of the United States to the constitutional rule of law and also return the people worldwide to their own rule. The people must be in charge because we need them to decide what to do about unprecedented scientific advances. One example is scientific discoveries that it might be possible to use the human mind as Wi-Fi and download your brain into the internet. We as a species are heading into uncharted waters. And that's the end of Ben's report. But I think, you know, the overall message is that the KM are being defeated and the people are winning. So let's uh, look forward to that being manifested in 2024. I'm now going to share with you a very interesting article by Brian Cates on his Substack. It's titled Rise of the New Media Newsletter. And this particular article talks about the interview that Tucker Carlson did with Julian Assange and also the interview that he did with supposedly Kevin Spacey, which caused something of a, an uproar in the truth of community wondering why on earth he'd done this interview. So this article does give some interesting insights into that. It's titled Julian Assange is Coming to America. It was published the 28th of this month. And the subtitle is And When He Does, If He Talks, He Could Destroy Washington, D.C. Some lies are not fatal. They're not of such consequential nature as to destroy those who are standing on them. Other lies are fatal since the tellers of the lies have constructed a literal house of cards, which is the title of the series that Kevin Spacey starred in. 
utilising the lies as the very foundation stones upon which they stand, and when their lies collapse, so does their power. Remember, the powers that be in DC have surgically joined themselves at the hip to the totally fake and false and completely fraudulent narrative that Russian hackers stole the DNC emails remotely. Only one man in the entire world, with more than 8 billion people in it, has the power to destroy that narrative and the people who are standing on top of it. When their fake narrative collapses, so do they. And that man who can make that collapse happen is Julian Assange. Julian Assange knows who it was that really took the DNC emails via superfast transfer with a thumb drive from the DNC server. And it wasn't the Russians. Do you understand that? Can you comprehend and work out the implications of what I'm telling you? I'm sure it's just an amazing coincidence that in between videos teasing his upcoming release of his interview with Assange inside the notorious Belmarsh prison, Tucker Carlson threw the entire world a curveball by suddenly debuting a video where he's interviewing controversial actor Kevin Spacey, who is pretending not to be Kevin Spacey, but instead the character he played in the television series House of Cards, the unbelievably corrupt U.S. Senator stroke U.S. President Frank Underwood. If Tucker was trying to pique interest in his forthcoming Assange interview in this fashion, as far as I'm concerned, he succeeded. Why is the fake CrowdStrike narrative so important anyway? Well, because that fake CrowdStrike narrative was the basis for the first impeachment of Donald Trump. You know why they impeached Trump that first time, right? You didn't forget, did you? No, I don't mean the bullshit excuse they proffered as a justification that he was extorting newly elected Ukrainian President Zelensky by threatening to withhold US military aid unless Zelensky agreed to open up an investigation of the Biden crime family's activities in that country. That's a cover story. It wasn't the real reason they did it. No, I'm referring to the real reason they rushed to create that super-fast star chamber impeachment of Trump run by Adam Schiff in the House based on false testimony from a fake CIA whistleblower named Eric Charamella. Go back and read the transcript of that perfect phone call that Trump had with Zelensky. What was the one single line that Trump said in that phone call that caused every single person in on the crowd strike hoax to shit themselves when Trump disclosed that he knew what they'd done? It was the line about the DNC server. Trump asked Zelensky about the DNC server that was supposedly hacked by the Russians, the DNC server that the DNC emails were taken from that had been leaked to Julian Assange and WikiLeaks before the 2016 election, the emails that were highly damaging to the Clinton campaign. Apparently, Trump was discussing the current location of that particular DNC server being in Ukraine. I'm not making that up. You may, if you so choose, check the transcript for yourself and find it there in black and white. 
Every single person involved in selling the fake CrowdStrike report that the Russians had hacked the DNC server and stolen those emails literally shit themselves when they heard Trump say this to Zelensky. Here's what Trump said on the call. With all ellipses and punctuation are as they appear in the release relating to CrowdStrike. I would like you to do us a favour though because our country has been through a lot and Ukraine knows a lot about it. I would like you to find out what happened with this whole situation with Ukraine. They say CrowdStrike. I guess you have one of your wealthy people. The server, they say Ukraine has it. There are a lot of things that went on, the whole situation. I think you're surrounding yourself with some of the same people. I would like to have the Attorney General call you or your people and I would like to get to the bottom of it. One of my absolute favourite things to do when it comes to the whole fake Russian hacking of the DNC server narrative and the entire house of cards the deep state had been laboriously building on the foundation of that fake claim is imagining the look that came over Colonel Vimman's fat fuck of a face when he heard that Trump knew the DNC server was in Ukraine and he was asking Zelensky about it on a phone call where over a dozen people were listening in. The moment Trump let the cat out of the bag that he knew the DNC server had been shipped off to Ukraine, all the plotters who'd built the fake CrowdStrike narrative leapt into action to manufacture an impeachment of Trump to discredit any forthcoming disclosures he might make about the DNC server and the emails and how Assange and WikiLeaks got their hands on them. Because you see, there's a dead person at the centre of all this. All roads lead to Ukraine and to who really killed Seth Rich, the former DNC staffer who was killed in an apparently robbery in Washington, D.C., back on July 10th, 2016. Assange not only knows who actually gave him the DNC emails, he's quite cognizant of what later happened to that particular person. Remember that. Nobody knows better than Julian Assange how D.C. is going to utterly fall when the truth comes out about why they created a false narrative about a hack of the DNC server by Russians to cover over how those emails were actually taken and given to WikiLeaks and what subsequently happened to the leaker. Trump declassified it all. Recall that Trump said in his October 2020 tweet on this platform that not only had he ordered all the Russiagate documentation declassified, he'd also... What? What else did he reveal that he had ordered the complete declassification of? Read carefully, and this was a treat from Trump. I have fully authorised the total declassification of any and all documents pertaining to the single greatest political crime in American history, the Russia hoax, likewise the Hillary Clinton email scandal. No redactions. And it's responding to a tweet by Paul Sperry. When all the documents are finally declassified and all the redactions removed from reports, the nation will see that the FBI and CIA not only knew the Russia collusion allegations against Trump were a political dirty trick, but they were in on the trick. Yes, Trump had also ordered the full and complete declassification of everything related to the Hillary Clinton email scandal. You'd be surprised how many people don't remember that. 
Now, whenever this issue is discussed, some well-meaning people and some not-so-well-meaning people quickly jump into the comments to remind everyone that while Trump may have sincerely believed he could order this complete declassification as the president, he could not. Even as president, he did not actually possess this full declassification authority that he thought he enjoyed. Along with everything else, the Clarence Thomas Scotus is going to be asked to clarify for certain people in the coming months. I believe the United States Supreme Court is also going to be asked exactly what kind of declassification powers are possessed by the chief executive of the federal branch of our tripartite government. Since some people are going to spend the next year continuing to loudly argue that while he was president, Donald Trump did not actually have full declassification powers. This is because, as Julian Assange is extradited to the United States and appears before the US Congress's clean house for testimony, related to 1. The Clinton Foundation's Haiti and Ukraine activities, 2. The Biden crime family's Ukraine activities, 3. The actual identity of the DNC server leaker, Four, as well as the fake CrowdStrike narrative on the campaign trail, Donald Trump is going to be quite publicly insisting that since he had declassified it all back in October of 2020, it's perfectly fine if Assange is asked questions on these subjects and gives his answers publicly. Meanwhile, certain other people are going to be loudly and obstinately insisting that whatever Trump may have believed about his supposed magical declassification powers from three years prior, the current criminal administration reclassified it all. And for goodness sake, this Assange testimony will expose sources and methods if it is allowed to go forward. And so it must be halted and prevented at all costs. And so my current perspective is that much of 2024 will play out with two very nationally visible competing narratives from two very different sources. The first narrative will be that of Donald Trump on the campaign trail, appearing before adoring throngs across the fruited plain at increasingly massive rallies, where he waxes rhapsodic about the declassification powers he enjoyed during his tenure in the nation's Oval Office. The second will be comprised of an increasingly annoying Adam Schiff, trapped in the nation's most vile and corrupt town, holding court for the fake news intelligence agency stenographers, as he stridently insists that the current sitting president, under siege by multiple special counsels for manifest corruption and mismanagement of the nation's affairs, had the authority to reclassify what Donald Trump had never really declassified in the first place. One of these narratives is going to be totally jumbled, complex, incoherent, and delivered by the absolute worst of representatives who currently enjoys one of the most awful reputations in a town of such awful reputations for having deliberately lied to the public for half a decade to sell the Russia hoax and who also directly led a literal star chamber impeachment of a sitting president over a hoax about Ukraine. 
The other narrative should be short, simple, concise, easily understood, delivered by a master rhetorician riding a cresting wave of national adulation and popularity during a political campaign like nothing else this country has ever experienced before. And at the centre of the competing narratives will be the man who holds the fate of Washington, D.C. in his hands. You may have noticed that I referred just a moment ago to the Clarence Thomas Scotus, and some may object to me that John Roberts is the current Chief Justice of the Court. Technically, such persons will be correct. Technically. But let's be honest here. If it was John Roberts that was in control of that court right now, Roe v. Wade, affirmative action and the Second Amendment would not have gotten the rulings they did in the last year. Thomas is the one exerting more and more influence over the court's actual decisions. When the SCOTUS is asked to weigh in on whether or not Trump could declassify certain things and whether Assange may testify to his knowledge on certain subjects, once again, who's actually running that court will become evident. It's going to be biblical. Now, I just want to share a couple of short articles from Clandestine. It's bioclandestine.substack.com. And this was published on the 29th. And the title is The Deep State Assigning Their Own Death Warrant. Maine has now taken Trump off the ballot. Good. I hope every blue state does it. Because when this reaches the Supreme Court... It will nullify all these politically charged rulings and the Dems are further proving the DNC are weaponizing their positions to keep Trump off the ballot. The coordinated weaponization of state government in unison with the Dems at the federal level is further solidifying that the deep state exists and that the Biden administration have gone full-blown totalitarian dictatorship This is going to wake normies up on a colossal scale. So go ahead, let the Dems get cute and play these little lawfare games. It will accomplish nothing in the end besides continue to increase Trump's support. They are merely digging their graves deeper and further justifying Trump's future corrective action. Now when Trump gets back in office, the deep state have already established the precedent – The public are normalised to accept weaponisation of government to attack political opposition and Trump is justified in punching back because he was attacked first. Trump's optics are impeccable. The deep state are signing their own death warrant. We shall oblige them. We also have a growing about turn on the issue of the COVID vaccines. This is a Celia Farber Substack article on the 29th as well. Politicians jumping ship. Mary Tully Bowen's list is growing. 44 candidates, 26 elected officials, 18 states pledging allegiance to COVID shots banned and no farmer donations in their future. The incredible table flip of Dr. Mary Tully Bowden. Mary Tully Bowden, MD, has now 44 candidates, 26 elected officials from 18 states, publicly stating COVID shots must be pulled off the market. Many are also pledging not to take donations from Big Pharma. Ask your representatives why they're not on the list. That's the imperative for us. 
Over 17,000 physicians comprise a supportive army. I love Dr. Bowden's simple idea. It's gaining real momentum. Serge Lang, who understood how to use lines of demarcation in battle by way of files, documenting what they said as well as what they knew and when they knew it, would have been very happy with Mary Tully Bowden's initiative. U.S. senators paid by pharma to promote vaccines, the filthy water we swim in. The list is infinite. This is but one small example, and the payouts are way bigger. The waterfront I intend to cover next, best as I can, or one of them in any case, is the brewing uprising in all nations. However, too little too late, we may feel it to be. This is no time for resignation. Think who wins if we all become resigned. Criminal charges are, I believe, coming. I've gotten ground reports from Italy that Speranza is indeed very much on the hot seat and real hell is breaking loose around him. Covid and England, what happened and what will or may happen next? And this is from Paul Weston, it's quoted. Anyone who visited a hospital in March 2020 knows they were virtually empty. All routine operations were cancelled. The only people dying from COVID-19 in April and May 2020 were dying in the care homes, not the hospitals. And they were dying from loneliness, starvation and dehydration, not COVID-19. I know several doctors and nurses. 2020 was a glorious holiday for them. Their gardens bloomed, their cars were polished and fettled, their bookshelves were built in. I will tell you something else. By June, July 2020, every single doctor of my acquaintance told me the whole COVID-19 pandemic was a fraud of colossal proportions. Shamefully, not one of them was prepared to say so publicly. So whilst doctors privately admitted the great COVID con, the news outlets prominently displayed continuously updated death toll tickers. The daily headlines above lurid red danger danger graphics shrieked yet more hundreds dead yesterday and COVID-19 death toll reaches new record high. All of this was lies, outright blatant lies. We were never told that the only excess deaths occurred over just a six-week period and only in the care homes. Instead we were told large numbers of excess deaths from COVID-19 continued to occur in our overloaded hospitals throughout the year. None of this was true. It was all lies. We were never told those dying were only the very old and very ill. Instead, we were told people of all ages were dying, even the young and healthy. None of this was true. It was all lies. So the COVID-19 narrative and the COVID-19 vaccine or gene therapy narrative that the kill shots are safe and effective all of this is falling apart completely and I think the deep state perpetrators of this depopulation atrocity are actually running scared apparently uh, Zuckerberg is building an underground bunker in Hawaii So he obviously thinks that he has to escape from the lynching parties. As was said by Q, one day these people won't be able to walk down the street. And I think more and more 
is being revealed. As I've said many times, the great reveal has been happening in 2023. And I think it's going to increase in speed exponentially in 2024. And I do think we have to thank the citizen journalists for a lot of this. And Clandestine, again, published a short article today, Citizen Journalism's Reign Has Just Begun. Elon bought Twitter, created a sanctuary for free speech, cultivated an environment that gave rise to citizen journalism, and now alternative media is dominating legacy media in the information space. Every deep state play is getting called out in real time before the MSM can even establish a narrative. By the time they attempt their spin, citizen journalists have already exposed it and disseminated it around the world. Their theatrics and deception have lost their potency. They lack the raw speed that social media enables, juxtaposed to archaic TV-stroke newspaper media. They simply cannot keep up against millions of citizens operating as a unit. Now that citizen-independent-alternative journalists have established their validity in the public space by being right exponentially more often than the MSM, every new deep state hoax is another opportunity for the citizen intelligence apparatus to expand our influence and wake up more normies. In addition, their attempts to maintain power have become increasingly more blatant, making our jobs that much easier. The more they struggle, the tighter the noose gets. They are running out of plays and the clock is ticking. TLDR, that's too long, didn't read. We are winning and the deep states are fucked. <laughs> ah. And of course, as a result of that, what we're seeing is a desperate attempt to censor all these truthers to stop what they call disinformation or misinformation, but which is actually the truth, exposing their nefarious plans. So we've got Biden trying to introduce censorship, which he's failed on. We've got the EU trying to set up um, a mechanism by which they can supposedly lawfully uh, quash all the information put out by the citizen journalists, but they're never going to succeed because they can't close down the whole internet. It's just impossible. You know, they set up the internet originally to surveil people and to control people, but it's completely backfired because it has become the platform on which real information and truth can be shared and they're trying to shut down twitter in various places which is not going to succeed they are showing their desperation so as i said at the beginning of the show you know we have to focus our attention and our energy into the fact i believe it is a fact that we are actually winning. And I know we've been through a lot in the last three years. I know we were hoping that it wouldn't take this long for the White Hats to defeat the deep, the deep state, the dark side. But 
it had to be done this way, I do believe, that these things had to be revealed, the corruption had to be revealed, the agenda to introduce socialism, communism, all these things into Western states, Western countries, because it's happening in the UK, it's happening across the EU and so on, um, it had to be visible to the public to help them understand that their governments absolutely do not have their best interests at heart and that these so-called leaders have been installed in so many cases. And now, thankfully, we're seeing more right-wing uh, conservative leaders being elected. We're seeing it in Argentina. We've got it in Hungary. We're seeing it more in Italy, especially now that that health, health secretary is being investigated for crimes against humanity because of the vaccine uh, genocide. Um, so we're seeing more and more signs that we are winning. So let's not get distracted from that perspective, that perception, because I do believe that's the true one. And the more that we pour our energy into that outcome in the collective consciousness, the more certain is the victory against the deep state and the dark side. So keep the faith, keep the belief. As I said, belief is the fuel of manifestation. And so we collectively have the power to overcome these tyrants who are trying to destroy the human race, destroy the planet, and make themselves richer and more powerful. Remember, nothing will be enough for them. They always crave more. And that craving more, that thirst, that insatiable thirst for power and wealth, is their downfall. And we're seeing it happen in front of our eyes. So I'm going to finish there this week. Thank you for listening. I hope you've found the show informative, if not enjoyable. I hope you've enjoyed it as well and that you'll join me next week for another Cosmic Creating show. Uh, I'd like to thank Nancy for producing and also Derek Condit for sponsoring Cosmic Reality Radio. You can find him at mysticalwares.com where there is a wonderful selection of Shanghai products and other metaphysical goodies. And just as a reminder, you can find me at the successalchemist.net. And as I say, there's lots of information there about mindfulness, mindset, neutrality, manifestation, all free on my blog section. So please go along and take a look. And if you can put some comments against them, I'd appreciate some feedback. So that's all, as I say, for this week. And I will see you next week on another Cosmic Creating show. And in the meantime, Happy New Year. Stay well, be safe, and bye for now. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com.